Daily Adventure Tales, Episode 19. Show Notes, New Friends. N-E-W-Friends. F-R-I-E-N-D-S. Welcome to Daily Adventure Tales, the podcast about daily adventures for everyday people. With your adventure host, Lori Weaver. Hi, I'm Jane. And I'm Linda. And we're here at Descanso Gardens in lovely La Cañada, California, to talk with Lori about the new media conference. I'm so glad to have a chance to spend time with you guys. It's been a week or two since the new media conference that Mark and I went to, and I'm dying to tell people my stories because we came back from the conference sick as dogs and couldn't even speak for a couple of weeks. I know, that was really frustrating, trying to get a hold of you guys. You didn't even answer your phone. No point. We couldn't talk. <laughs> Sorry to hear that, Lori. Yeah. Oh, I know. It, I know from your former background, Jane, you might have been interested in what is this horrible creeping cred that we all got, but I tell you, it swept through the conference. So new media conference goers who are listening to Daily Adventure Tales, I'm sorry if you got as sick as us, but it was miserable. But I'm really excited now to have the chance to tell people all the exciting things that we learned at the new media conference. Well, as a former infectious disease epidemiologist, I'm sorry I didn't get a chance to do the outbreak investigation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go to something positive. Tell me, tell me a little bit about the conference. I'm really excited. You were excited before you went. I'd like to hear what you, even excites you more since you've been there. Yes. Now, you guys are asking me, like, what, what is the new media conference? And someone had a good quote. I wish I'd written it down. But it's not exactly just new media. It's new expression. So it encompasses blogging. It started out as like blog, Blogger World conference for bloggers and also podcasting and web video and streaming video. Like Penn Gillette did one of our keynote speaking about how he crowdfunded his latest movie. So it's everything having to do with the new means of communication outside of the old studio system, the old television system, oh, you know, the old magazine system. Wow. So like anything that you can get online and just create Wow. some form of communication or brand for yourself, that's what this conference is all about. Well, maybe I'll go next year. Is it an annual event? It is an annual event. No, it's not always in Las Vegas, okay. but, but it is an annual event. I know it was in New York one year, and so I think I was very lucky. I don't think that I would have been able to attend financially if it wasn't someplace we could drive to. They must have a website where you can see yes. where they come, right? Yes. Okay, yes. Well, I'm going to check that yes. out. That's really yeah, exciting. As, as yeah, as someone with two blogs, although I'm not as consistent with the process as I should be, I would be intrigued to learn more. And now that you've started your podcast, I'm starting to get that itch. Gee, wouldn't that be a good idea? Well, it's really, really cool. And I met everybody. Like for listeners who listened to the last podcast, The Road to Vegas, and all about day one. You heard Mark and me in our little travel fun going to Vegas and turning into the Bickersons a little bit. But once I got there, I always take my Roland recorder with me like I have here at Descanso. And I decided since my podcast is about whatever Mark and I are doing, I just interview people and then I see what kind of stories come out of that. That's kind of how our format is. I decided to do this at the conference. Now remember, I've never been to the conference. 
I'm such a new podcaster that I don't even really know like who the big names are. I know a couple big names in podcasting or blogging, but I'm not right. really familiar. Now, when I used to be a database developer, I could tell you who the big wigs were in the database development world, or you know, when I went to other forms of conferences, I was very familiar with my industry. I was such a newbie, I had no clue. So I interviewed anybody. Anybody and everybody. That's actually wonderful because you don't know who to feel intimidated about. Exactly. No fright. No fright factor there at all. No. Nope. Yeah. And sometimes these big guys, I mean, you'd, even if you don't know that they're big, are really, you know, they feel great that you're interviewing them and they know you're not, but they're doing, they feel like they're doing something good for you as well as you getting something from them. And that's a kind of a good exchange. Well, that's what I want to talk to you guys about today is to tell you some of the stories around the interviews that I got. Because basically imagine Lori going to the conference, meeting everybody like I usually do, and just sitting down and interviewing you. And then pretty soon I got to be known as the lady who's interviewing people. And so people cool. would come to me. I was like an anonymous celebrity. And were people receptive to that? They were extremely receptive. Oh, that's cool. And the other thing that I think I say in one of my interviews, but I want to reiterate for our audience, and you, both of you ladies go to conferences. You've been to your a writing lot. conferences a, a lot, lot, Linda, yeah. and you've been to writing conferences. Both I of go my to genealogy conferences all the time. So yes, I, know I am very experienced with a lot of the newbie that people. intimidation factor. <laughs> a, a lot of the newbie people going to a conference for the first time can feel a little bit shy and hold back from saying hello to people and meeting. But I found that the more I talked to the people, the more I found people that were interested, could help me or move me to the next level of finding out more about my interests. So whether you're taking up golf for the first time or you're going to become a writer or an artist, if you have a chance to go to a conference around your area of interest, it's a fantastic way to hook up with other people. Absolutely. And also to really explore, is this for me? Mm -hmm. Because after three days of conference, if it's not for you, you You'll would know. know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, the conference for me was all about hours and hours of interviewing, learning, and filling my poor brain full of stuff. The conference process for Mark was sleeping in, gambling and trying to find the cheapest beer that he could find. He was shocked to find out the beer in Rio was six bucks a drink. So that made him very unhappy. So I was learning about new media. He was learning about where can I get cheap beer. So I didn't really see Mark too much, but the first night we had dinner at a, a nice restaurant mostly because it was closest to the conference area. What I didn't realize is this really nice lady named Lori Christensen was seated at the table next to us that first evening that we were having dinner. So first thing on day two, this lady comes running up to me and starts talking to me as if she knows me. Now, as I shared with you, I was interviewing a lot of people, so I thought, did I already interview you? How do I know you? And feeling that kind of brain fart, am I really getting old now? Because <laughs> you, you seem to know me. But she says, no, no, I had dinner next to you last night. I said, oh, okay, I do remember you. So we started out talking about dinner, and her name is Lori Christensen from Colorado, and her website is livelifewhole.com, and her whole thing is a blog about garden to table. Hi, I'm here on day two of the conference, and I met another Lori. That is so cool. You know, we were awesomely named in our generation, which will be nameless. Lori, what started your blog? My passion for gardening and sharing that with other people. And what are you hoping to do? If I came to your blog, would I learn recipes or how to garden or trends in gardening? The concept is from 
garden to table. So that's where I'd like to take my blog is to show people how to grow their own food, but then also how to preserve it and, and cook it. I love to cook, I'm Italian, but I have a lot of allergies, so that is a piece of my blog as well. So taking things natural and whole food, hence live life whole. So I'm going to bookmark you and put the link on my show notes. If the, if the user, if the listeners come there, would they find recipes on your blog as well? Just a few, because I'm starting out. Yeah, but that's okay. Would you like it if they gave you a recipe for some of the foods they've gotten from their garden? Absolutely, I would love that. Go over to Lori's blog right now and give her your favorite recipe from the garden. Thanks for talking to me. Thanks, Lori. <laughs> I would definitely check that blog out. I've been a gardener since I was eight years old and sustainability issues and organic food and knowing where your food comes from. Even though I'm not a foodie, I do appreciate growing my own food and knowing exactly where the food I buy comes from. Now when you're doing a podcast, you may or may not know that the actual audio files that you make are pretty big. They're, they take a lot of file space. So if you have like a web host for your website or your blog that says unlimited data, it's not really true. You, you can't. Like even one of my interviews I couldn't upload to my web host because it went over their, their limit. So most people at podcasts, they have what they call a media host. And the main two are Libsyn, the one that I use, or Blueberry, their competitor. I'm giving you this background because one of the things that I really appreciated, Libsyn had a booth. You know, like when you go to the conference, right. there's exhibitor mm -hmm. booth. exhibitor booths. And one of the things they did is they let podcasters who host with them to put up posters, leave cards, and they also interviewed us to be featured on the official podcast of Libsyn called The Feed. And so I went to visit with them, and Rob Walsh is the VP of Podcaster Relations, and he's also a longtime podcaster himself. And it was really fun and exciting to be interviewed by him for the feed. And so then I turned around and said, well, now that you've interviewed me, I'd like to interview you. Hi, everybody. I'm here at the Expo booth at the, at the New Media Conference, and I'm having such a great time. I'm here with Rob Walsh, who is the VP of Podcaster Relations for my media host, Lipson. He's been podcasting for a while. How long have you actually been doing podcasts? Over nine years. Started in 2004. 2004? You're like old school. How did you get into this podcasting thing? Uh, just a geek that used to like to call into radio stations, and when I heard about this podcasting thing in September 2004, uh, uh, I said, I got to get into the, do it, and I was able to get a show up early on uh, before the end of 2004, and I've been doing it ever since, pretty much every week. So, did you want to do it because you wanted to emulate the talk radio shows that you loved? No, I mean, I just always liked radio, and then I thought podcasting was just this natural extension of it, and early on, I just loved the whole idea of podcasting, so my first show, Podcast 411, uh, was just about interviewing other podcasters, and when I started, I said, you know, I'm just going to do it about this and there was maybe like a hundred podcasters at the time and I said sure I'll have content for a while and now there's you know over 200,000 podcasters. And I'm one of the newest of those and I still go back and re-listen to your old podcast 411 because some of that content is evergreen. By that I mean people that it's still good today.
Wonderful. Mark loves the one about the iPhone. Could you tell me a little bit about that? My other podcast I started in April 2007 uh, before the iPhone launched was called Today in iPhone, which is now called Today in iOS because uh, it became Today in iPhone, then iPad. It became Today in iPhone, iPad, iPod Touch, and that was really unwieldy. And then I said, okay, let's just call it Today in iOS. So now it covers all that, including Apple TV. And I just talk about anything to do with iOS, uh, gadgets related, you know, Apple News, uh, slamming on Samsung whenever I can in Android world. Uh, but yeah, have fun with the show. A lot of listener feedback. That's what I love about that show. It's more of a community show. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to build with dailyadventuretales.com. But because my show is not yet as focused as it might need to be, I'm having trouble to build the community, though I'm having an awesome time interacting with people here at the conference. And what I'm doing with you right now is my shtick. Wherever I go as a newly retired baby boomer, I interview those people, have features, and you can call my phone line and do stuff, and we turn you into a mini show within my show. Excellent. I mean, that's that's what podcasting to me is all about, It's just being able to interact with your listeners, getting your listeners' voice out there. So if you could go in the DeLorean back in time to your 2004 self, is there what would you tell yourself about podcasting? Oh, I probably would just tell myself about the setup. I've wound up taking me 30 episodes to figure out, which is uh, podcast411.com slash mixer.pdf, which is the setup I've been using s- since episode 30 of Podcast 411. And it was just, it took me 30 episodes to figure out how to record a Skype interview so it sounded good. And I, I just kept trying every different configuration. And finally, uh, a guy by the name of Paul uh, K, who's had the PK and J show, uh, he helped me out and said, hey, try this setup up and, and he got me going so I think if I was to go back that would be the one thing because there's a couple interviews I did early on that the audio quality didn't turn out great and I pulled them down that I wish I could still have them up there. Yeah, I'm having some issues with that too. Skype is really new to me. I have an episode if you go on my website where my mom teaches me how to use Skype and she tells a duck joke in a duck hat. It's really <laughs> funny <laughs> but I still haven't got the hang of good Skype quality so I'm going to go back and reread your PDF and I'm going to post that link on my show notes. So you daily adventure folks who want to get into podcasting, go look at that PDF because I'm telling you audio quality and having your equipment work is half the battle. I want to thank you so much for taking your busy time here at the conference to talk with me today, Rob. Lori, thank you so much and thank you for hosting at Lipson. Well, I was trying to take a selfie picture with Rob. You know, how you stick your arm out with your phone turned sideways or like this, and it's really tough with a tall guy. So Rosemary Nickel, who's also a Libsyn podcaster, was in line and took a picture of Rob and me and said she wanted to be interviewed as well. So I went over and said, meet me at this table here at the front of the exhibit hall, and I'll interview you when when you're done with Rob. So I sat down there, and while I was waiting for her, I interviewed three people. (laughs) It was a lot of fun. Hey, everybody. Did I luck out? I'm sitting here at the table at the New Media Expo, and is this a smart place to go if you want to learn about blogging, podcasting, and the video stuff that's happening now in New Media? Well, you know, Daily Adventure Tales is a lot of fun for me, but I suck at this new media. I suck at social. I have no idea. No one's tweeting to me. Come on, guys. Sign up. Adventure Lori, come on. I want to hear from some of you. I know you're listening. Why are you tweeting? And my clout score is going down. If you don't know what that means, it's like your grade for how popular you are. And I'm away from the smart kids. I'm not even with the geeks. I'm the ones that wish they were geeks. That's what I am. I need you to link to my site. I need some help. And I'm really lucky because here is the fabulous Gina Carr who's going to tell me about her blog and how I can make that clout score 
better. I am so sad, but I'm glad, Gina, to see you. <laughs> Could you tell me what I can find out at your blog? Well, that's a great introduction. Uh, yeah, at my blog, you can find out a lot about social media, a lot of practical how-to stuff, and um, a lot about clout, K-L-O-U-T. I just wrote a book for McGraw-Hill called, I was a co-author with my um, co-author, Terry Brock, and it's called Clout Matters. And you, of course, you find out more in a blog at cloutmatters.com. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, but your, your reaction to it is not surprising to me. Sometimes people are um, frustrated with it. That's why we wrote the book, to help people understand it better. Can I get this book on Amazon.com for my Kindle? Oh, certainly. Absolutely. Can I also get it from your website? Well, the best place is to go to cloutmatters.com and click the Amazon link right there. Yes, you should do that because that helps the affiliate who you're clicking from. So because of that, I'm not going to put Gina's book on my site. Otherwise, I would. But I want you to go to her site from the show notes and go get that book. I'm going to get it. I hope my score will go up. Well, and from the site, we also have a Facebook group that you can join where you can ask behind-the-scenes kind of questions that maybe you don't want to ask in public. But, you know, clout is really just a gauge. So if you are trying to lose weight, you might be eating right, you might be exercising a lot, but you might not be losing weight. But your, the gauge, the bathroom scale, is going to tell you that. Similarly, clout tells you how effective you are on social media. Are people listening to you? Are they retweeting you? Are they liking what you're posting or not? So I, I just found that I used it as a gauge for myself and for my clients, and then a lot of people just didn't understand it, and they kind of got hung up in the ego aspects of clout versus seeing it as a tool, which is what I see it as. Well, I would say the good news about clout is at least they're specific. They just said, so guess what, Lori, your score went down. They say, you know, when it goes up, they'll say like somebody favorited your tweet or someone posted their likes on your Facebook page. They give you a little bit of feedback about why this is happening. Of course, it did turn me into a raving maniac. Why aren't you tweeting me? Why not? I can't even break 100. And that damn Pendulette, he has like 2 million. He doesn't even have to try. I'm doing what I can. But you know, this isn't all about me. I guess it is right now, but, but it's all about Gina because she's just the right person I needed at this time. So next time you're at a conference, adventurers, go say hi to someone because you never know when you're gonna find what you need. Thanks, Gina. Well, thanks. I'm happy to be here and glad to contribute to your show. And so nice to meet you. I really look forward to following your podcast and your adventures. Thank you so much. Next to Gina was this wonderful lady named Catherine Tatum. And her blog is at classiclegacy.com. And she is a high-end jewelry and gifts designer. And her pieces are in the Waldorf Astoria. Whoa. I mean... Talk about clout. And she had a much higher clout score than me. <laughs> hey, adventurers. I hope you just listened to the good advice I got from Gina Carr. Well, there was another wonderful person I met there named Catherine Tatum, and she just got advice. And I have to admit, I am jealous. Her score is bigger than mine. But that's because she's an awesome blogger, and you can find her blog at classiclegacy.com. And she knows everything about high-end jewelry and custom gifts. She's really cool. So you said you are featured in a really famous high-end hotels. Uh, one of my customers is the Waldorf Astoria in New York City, and we do custom wine bottle stoppers, um, notepads, letter openers, and it all has their logo. We work with a master model maker and mold maker that does um, custom medallions for them. 
How did you get into this line of work? I have always enjoyed being creative, and um, I just have an eye for uh, discovering new things. I was one of the first people that did wine charms when they were popular, and from that it just kind of veered into working with more and more uh, people with wine, and one thing leads to another. <laughs> so you also do, you said, the Hotel Del Coronado in California. Yes, the Hotel Del Coronado has been one of my long-term customers, and uh, we do their famous red roof is one of the medallions, and we also use some vintage images of how the Hotel Del looked uh, years ago, and we did marble coasters for them with that image on it. Do you have some questions about your blogging? You say you are a consistent blogger. I try to blog once a week. I'm here at uh, New Media Expo to learn how to blog better. Good for you. I'm, I'm also doing that. Did you go to the blog stuff about doing killer content, jaw-dropping content? Yes, I did. I did, too. And almost everything she said not to do, I did. <laughs> My goal is to just be more consistent. That's the thing I think I need to do the most. Remember, ClassicLegacy.com. Go to Catherine Tatum and say hello. Find out about her custom gifts. One of my favorite interviews at that table was actually a young Washingtonian, but he's from Eastern Washington and he's a ranch hand. His name is Brock Warner. He goes on horse journeys with retired cowboys and cowgirls around Arizona. And so he told me how he got started with that. And you can see some of his journeys on YouTube under Brock Warner Journeys. Is that where they all, all the cowgirls and cowboys go to retire? They don't. Stay I think in they Wyoming have to because or? they're because their joints hurt so bad. They need to be somewhere <coughs> warm, especially if you've ever been through a January in Wyoming, like I have. Not as a cowgirl, although I have ridden horses in Wyoming <laughs> in the summer. Uh, you'll know why. <laughs> How fascinating! That's so wonderful. Yep. Wonderful thing to do. How old is he? He's a young man. He's like, I would say, I can't swear to it, but I think he's in his 20s. Isn't that interesting? Wow. He's already found a passion that young. It's something really exciting. He's one of my favorite interviews. And since we were fellow Washingtonians, even though I was from Western Washington and he's from Eastern Washington, yeah, what's it, say? it was yeah. fun. <laughs> All right, retired adventurers, have I got a good one for you. I'm sitting here with a really nice young man from my home state of Washington. His name is Brock Warnerer, and he had a fantastic journey in Arizona, and I want you to hear about it. So how did you end up going to Arizona, Brock? Well, I'm a professional cowboy, and I have a young horse, and I just uh, decided if I'm going to get a good training, I better go where it's warm during the winter so I can ride every day. And uh, that's exactly what I did. I went down to Apache Junction, Arizona, and stayed at these stables with a... And I'm a young guy. Uh, Very young. <laughs> yeah, 28. But, yeah, I stayed at these stables where there is a whole bunch of retired cowboys and cowgirls, superstition stables in Apache Junction. <clears throat> and we would go on adventures, riding our horses through the desert and through the across rivers, up mountains, across the desert rocks, looking at all sorts of swaro cactus, every cactus really, coyotes, roadrunners, and uh, yeah. So you videotaped this for your YouTube channel? 
yes. Uh, my YouTube channel is Brock Warner Journey, and I have a series on there where it's just following our adventures. We went, we were going places that hardly anyone ever got to see. We saw a cactus that had 55 arms, and if I don't know wow. if you know, but a cactus, a swarrow cactus doesn't get its first arm until it's 50 years. See, they're late bloomers, so this is a fantastic, the cactus could be listening to this podcast. Yes. The cactus could be having adventures. So what gave you the idea, though, to actually go onto YouTube with all of this? Uh, well, what's afforded me the opportunity to do this is I, my day job as a regional landfill employee. <laughs> and uh, I'm getting tired of doing that, so I'm trying to figure out what, what I can do to afford me to not have to go work there and just travel the world riding my horse. And then this new media expo is it's, it's an excellent place. Uh, meeting all these people and learning all, just uh, learning a whole bunch of new things. Well, Brock, I can't wait to see your video. You're letting the people at home see what you saw well on the horseback adventures with the retired cowgirls and cowboys in Arizona. Well, good luck with your channel, and thank you so much for doing this interview. Yes, thank you very much. Well, did you have a good visit with Jane and Linda? I sure did. It was really fun. I told them how sick we were. Well, we were pretty darn, 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 darn sick. <laughs> yeah, and I really enjoyed having the chance to tell them about all the neat people that we met at the New Media Conference. Well, I'm surprised you had enough time to fit them all in. Well, I was just now working on the podcast and tell you the truth. There were so many interesting interviews on day two, I just can't fit them all into one week. So I think I'm going to have to continue on into next week. Well, that doesn't surprise me. There were tons and tons of interesting people that uh, I met, and I know that you met probably three times more than that. So you probably have a lot of good stuff coming up. Are you going to listen next week, honey? Well, yeah, I will listen next week. Are you going to post a comment on the show notes? Well, I don't know about that. We'll see. <laughs> well, it would help my cloud score go up if somebody would post some comments on the show notes. This week is dailyadventuretales.com slash new dash friends. Yeah, you can't have too many friends in this world. That's a good That's a good title. <laughs> okay, honey, do you want to know about the music that we're going to listen to to end the show? Sure. Well, because I so enjoyed hearing from Brock and the cowboys and cowgirls and all this, I found a song called Western States by a folk artist named Matt Bauer. And he's born in Kentucky, even though now he lives in Brooklyn. So I thought that would be kind of fun. The Western States have a little bit of a Western theme. Well, that is cool. After telling me about Brock, it's kind of going to be like the good old days with Gene Autry and Roy Rogers. I hope so. I think it has a little bit of that flavor. Well, you know, times are changing, but, you know, maybe to trigger some nostalgia. <laughs> trigger. <laughs> yes, trigger is the appropriate word there. Okay. All right, adventurers, get ready to have a good listen to Western States by Matt Bauer. Thank you.
Serving of drinks was telling me tracks on fire outside of Cardinal and I have to bust a sand. What strange map were you given to find your way? Sorry. 
That's a wrap. For more information, visit dailyadventuretales.com. Thank you.